morning. Good morning, John. Uh, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I am pretty fantastic. I have a little chuckle in my voice. <laughs> have you noticed? <laughs> yeah, you I know? am noticing that. Do you know why? Oh, please do tell. <laughs> Hold on, let me catch my breath. <laughs> These crutches are exhausting. Yeah. Uh, because we don't have a topic for the show. Uh, when has that ever stopped us, John? <laughs> well, and the funny, I think the funny thing is why I have a chuckle <laughs> in my voice is we just recorded one and I said, well, let's edit that one and get it released. And yeah. you said, no, I don't want to listen to that shit. <laughs> well, not that our podcast is shit, but that episode was shit. Yeah, I think you say that crap regarding crap. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry yeah. uh, you say that regarding some of our most highly rated episodes I don't believe have that's been true. the episodes that you've said this episode was crap well you say that I'm not sure I agree with it I'd have well, to see the evidence the data would prove you wrong <laughs> fair enough all right I still, I still have breath <laughs> Maybe this whole broken leg thing is going to be good for you. I think it is. Let me tell you, my upper body is, I'm like the Hulk now. I, I think okay. I can rip a telephone book in half. I might can rip this monitor in half. You may. <laughs> but I could. All right. But your, what is it, your your left calf yeah, is much smaller than it's, your right it's calf. the size of a small woman's. <laughs> I mean, let's look. It's no secret. I have huge calves. I you have do. all my life. Well, the one on the right has like doubled in size. And I can, you know, the old, uh, like, it's kind of a bar trick or a fitness trick is, you know, you take the biggest, strongest person that thinks they're just, you know, the most badass, and you ask them to uh, stand on one leg and kneel down, you know, squat down and touch the floor and stand back up. Nobody can do it. It's like... It's impossible. But I think I could do it right now. <laughs> With your right leg. Yeah. Not your not left. The left. Not the broken leg. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Like, literally. I mean, it's. Well, it reminds go, you me. You go of, without using something for only like a month and it just goes away. Oh, yeah. Well, it reminds me of, you know, those guys you'd see who had huge arms and big chest and their, and their legs were like. <laughs> little chicken legs. Tiny little chicken legs. Yeah. I always wonder, you know me, I'm always worried about poop-related things. Yeah. How do those big bodybuilders, how do they clean up you know, after a poop? They probably can't even get back there. I've, Think they go from the I've front? never thought of that, and I'm going to eliminate that from my mind as quickly I as I can. I want you to imagine a No, thank you. Anyway, so here we are for another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. Oh, I'm glad we came into this without a topic. This is oh, gold, yeah, Ray. Yeah. See, yeah, you like this, right? You didn't like the last one that was somewhat organized and we had a plan going in. Yeah. Well, no, this one's way better we, so Oh, far. much, much better. I would so, give this one a 9 I, I, out of 10. I want to get your comment from a post on LinkedIn from sure. Billy Goulet. I love Billy Goulet. He's the general manager at Face Toyota Ford. Well, glad to meet you, Billy. And... He says, people don't get it. And doesn't put a period there, but he spaces down a couple rows and then says, can't sell the customer you don't have. Oh, I agree with his logic. Yeah. How could you? <laughs> Maybe there's some hidden wisdom in his 
post about get more customers because you can't sell so. the ones he's got, you plan. He's got 29 likes and hearts. <laughs> Does it, are there any comments? No comments. It says, be the first to comment on this. Tell me the whole post again. People don't get it. Can't sell the customer you don't have. Yeah. And you followed him on purpose for these little nuggets? Uh, I don't think I don't follow him. I followed somebody who liked it, so it came up in my feed. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I hate that. And I think I'm that. not going to follow that person anymore. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I agree I with it. I like the simplistic life. That's like Walden, like some Henry David Thoreau stuff right there. My horse must think I'm queer to stop without a farmhouse near. All right. We've, we have beaten that poem to death. So I love that poem. As we move on. So that's, that's just, uh, you just like that. You like that. Just very direct. I, I don't know. I'm surprised at the number of responses. I'm not surprised that there's no comments because what the hell do you say to that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I might comment on it if it shows up on my feed. I'll be like, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> I know that's right. Preach it. <laughs> the hashtag truth. <laughs> Speaking of hashtag, have you seen those new progressive commercials? That no. are like, you're becoming your parents? No. They're hilarious. You have to catch them. Uh, I don't know how to tell you. To look. Maybe YouTube has them. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure. Just Google it. But I'm trying to think of some of the things. They're like, uh, uh, if you printed out directions to get to this meeting. <laughs> you were becoming your parents? Yeah. That's the your tag. One lady has a sign. <laughs> she says, no cussing, no fussing, no back talking. And the announcer, the speaker, grabs the sign and throws it in the trash. <laughs> you know, my dad had a sign. I don't know where he got this. But over the kitchen sink, and literally, I, I'm pretty sure it's still there. I'll have to double check. But uh, it's been there since I was like six. And it's a brown board a wooden board and it has like dough spelling out words mm -hmm. and it says something like bakers are the best hookers or something <laughs> yeah. something to do with a dough your dad had this yes something to do with a dough hook you know when you're making bread you have a dough hook on your blender okay that mixes the bread right and it was something about hookers. Because it hooks the... Yeah. yeah. But it, and it was... I just remember the word hookers hanging over my kitchen sink from the time I was a kid. And I forget what it said. But it was made out of dough after the dough hook. Oh. Was your dad a big baker, was he? <laughs> Always aspired so. to be a baker? Maybe. I don't know. He liked bread, maybe? I don't well, know. He, he's an engineer. Yeah. Right. Maybe he he liked the the engineering marvel of the hook in the dough mixer. I, I'm sure one of his ex wives hung it up there, and then he just left it there. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't much for a change 
It Man. still isn't to this day. I'm telling you, there is not a new piece of anything in his house for the last 50 years. Uh, a beautiful house. I mean, you know, overlooking the river is, is kind of a nice piece of property. Well, it's not exactly overlooking the river. Well, it's right it's, off the river. It's within, yeah. within walking distance of the river. Okay. What is that they always say? Uh, lake View. Hey, see, look between those trees over there. You right. see, you can barely see the lake, right? You see that little sparkle? That's the lake. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it a lovely view? Yeah. We, uh, we bought a piece of property with a lake view. Was it like that? Um, could you actually bit. view the lake? Yeah, it, it kind of the corner of our property, right, is, is so it's a, we don't have like a whole frontage of lake or, you know, what you call the, the rear length of our property, but the lake oh. borders, I mean, a pretty good segment of our property is, uh, is lake, but it's, it's kind of cutting off the corner, if you will. That you own, not where you live, but you bought some property. Bought property, yeah. We is it a pond or a lake? It's a lake. Oh, no. It's like a 60-acre lake. Okay. More than that. I don't know how big an acre is. <laughs> but but when I when I think of lake, I think of like a dammed up river. But I forget well, that lakes are you know other people call other things lakes. <laughs> I always think well if it's landlocked, it's a pond. But you know, come to think of it, a lot of rivers are kind of landlocked till they get to the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the traditional sense, yeah. a lake is is landlocked, completely surrounded by land. Okay, yeah. and a river is not. Is it not. goes somewhere? Uh, it flows. Do you think there's an a ocean. river to nowhere, or do all rivers lead to the ocean? Uh, every river leads to uh, the ocean. Yeah, I would think it would have to. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. To a larger body of water, large enough that it would ultimately get to to the ocean. What is, is it the Tennessee River that flows north? There is a portion of the Tennessee River that flows north. Which is odd, apparently. It's, yeah, the only river that does have a northern flowing part to it. And it's right in the Chattanooga area. It doesn't flow north here, though. Yeah. Does it after it goes around Moccasin Bay? A Bend, portion or? of it. Oh. I know, between land between the lakes, you know, I think it's the Kentucky Lake, maybe Ohio River and Tennessee River. Yeah, I'm, I I'm not as familiar. I grew up on the ocean. So, yeah. Do you have a lot of rivers down there? Uh, no. We do have some lakes, though. <laughs> One of the biggest lakes in the state of Florida you know, is Okeechobee. Florida is the land of a thousand lakes. Did you know that? No, it's not. Yeah. It's where uh, that butter comes from. Land of Lakes butter? Land of Lakes. There's a city in Florida called Land of Lakes. Really? Yeah. I was kidding. I thought it came from, like, Michigan. No. No. I wonder where Land of you, Lakes butter you, comes You call it butter. We call it maize. Ah, speaking of, maize is corn. Uh, you know, it's made out of corn. <laughs> so, uh, I was at dinner with my sister uh, last week. Hey, how about that? <laughs> so, we'll call this boy, current events. And, and, 
And welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. We do appreciate you being here. Take, take my wife, please. Please. Tell uh, us about your dinner with your sister. Well, I mean, it's silly. I don't know why I even brought it up. But we were talking about, uh, we were eating dinner. This is so dumb. And we were talking about how good the rolls were. They had really good rolls. Which, don't you appreciate a good roll? Oh, I used to back when I ate rolls. <laughs> they had this little cup of... Uh, Butter, we thought, and I'm reading the lid because I'm a label reader. You know, I got to know ingredients and stuff. Right. So, and it says like honey butter spread. And I'm like, oh, but that's good. Oh, yeah. And I put it on there and I'm like, hey, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. A little hint of honey in here. Right. You know, on a warm roll. Yeah. I'm Oof. like, I wonder what's in this. Like, I, you know, where is honey in the list of ingredients? And I look and it's like vegetable oil, canola oil, honey. There's no butter in this. Not butter. It's oil spread. Right. Like, hell, this is parquet. <laughs> and then Kelly, my sister's like, you remember those old commercials with the lid? It's butter. Parquet. Parquet. I do. <laughs> what was that? Was that an ad for parquet? Yeah. Because people would say, oh, that's, that's butter. great butter. And the little can or jar would say parquet. Right? It's not butter. Oh. Yeah. But it exactly. tastes like butter. Okay. So they were advertising that you don't have to, that, that parquet is better than real butter. Yeah, or, or you, you could you could use parquet and not miss, you would think it's butter, hmm. but it's not. I wonder why. Were people trying to get away from Yeah, from I think that was real? when there was a you know big cholesterol issue going on in our country. <laughs> Speaking of which, I had a physical the other day and my doctor put me on... Uh, Averstatin, Averstatin, ever say that for cholesterol? Oh, really? Yeah, I told you. He, he, he. Uh, a month before the physical, yeah. He said, "Hey, I see. Last time you were here, we had you on this Averstatin." He said, "I'll go ahead and send you in a prescription for that." And then I get to the physical, and he's like, "So, how's it been going taking the Averstatin?" I'm like, "I hadn't been taking." It. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what? I, yeah, I don't even know what that is. He's like, really? Uh, that's interesting that you don't take the medicine I prescribed for you. He's <laughs> yeah. like personally offended. Of he says, he says, how come? You know, is there a reason? I'm like, well, I knew you were going to test my cholesterol in this physical. Right. And I didn't want it to be low. And you say, hey, the medicine's working. Keep taking the medicine. In case by chance it just went down on its own. Maybe it wasn't high <laughs> and we would never know. I'm like, so I wanted to come in here, like, kind of all natural, see where it is. And it came back. It was really, really high. <laughs> <laughs> Even higher than the last time. Yeah, probably. But he's, when he said, it's high enough now that you need medication. And you said, eh, maybe. <laughs> Let's take it Maybe again. not. Let's take it again. Let's take this in conclusion. <laughs> well, that's your opinion. <laughs> I really am an idiot sometimes, bro. <laughs> oh, especially when it comes to medical stuff. Yeah. I'm like, if I don't understand it, then I don't do it. Like, they told me to stay off this foot. And I'm like, it seems like it would be more important to exercise the foot. <laughs> like, it's hurt, so exercise it, it'll get stronger. No. People have told me. That's like, I finally, I think I finally understand it. That, like... Either your stuff, like your ligaments and all that, mm -hmm. is going to build up. It's either going to grow back together or it's going to build up scar tissue where it'll never grow back together. That's why you don't use it. 
when I finally figured that out, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't sense. use it. Yeah. Yeah. I never did put weight on it, but. Well, and I'm a. But I wanted to, and I kept telling people I was going to, and they kept telling me I was an idiot for doing that. <laughs> John, don't do that. Yeah. Well, I, I too, am a poor patient. Yeah? I Yeah. I haven't had a physical in many years, which I hear, you know, is not wise. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, I feel fine. Yeah. I Why mean, do I'm, I need to go see a doctor? I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> Doctors where sick people go. Right. I ain't sick. Right. And I haven't been sick. I'm afraid I'm going to go to the doctor and he's going to go, oh, you're sick. Then I'm going to start feeling bad. There was, yeah, my dad was telling me some story when we were having this conversation. He's telling me some story about some Russian guy. And I don't know if it's like, I think it's like a famous guy. But then again, it kind of seems like he was telling me, some guy that spoke at his church or something. All right. But he's, uh, maybe it was Ukrainian, but he's like, he had a, uh, he got tuberculosis as a kid. I think it was tuberculosis. And so they send him to like a tuberculosis hospital. He's like a, I don't know, a teenager or something. So they right. send him there where, where you sent all these people, you know, back when the tuberculosis was a pandemic or something. And so he stayed there for like months, like six months or a year or something. And they got worse and worse, you know, which they expected. Right. Because it's tuberculosis. And then like he, they're like, okay, you got like you know, a week to go. <laughs> you know, you're going to die in a week. Or maybe he knew this or something. I don't know. But it got down to like, okay, he's going to die. Right. And he's This like, is progressing to the point right. that, yeah. So he's like, well, I'm not dying here. <laughs> So he, he he sneaks out, he breaks out of the tuberculosis prison, and he like hops a train, a freight train, and goes out, you know, in the middle of the woods and just starts living off the land to, to you know, finish out his last week or whatever. Well, he gets better. He starts improving and improving, and now, you know, like 80 years later, he's lived to tell the story. Uh, and I think he's alive now telling the story somewhere. <clears throat> And the point is that they later found out 50 years after this that vitamin D from sunlight is good to treat tuberculosis. <laughs> well, I thought that was a very inspiring story to, you know, to, you, you say you're not sick, so throw, you don't need to go to the doctor. Throw away medical conventional wisdom. <laughs> well, well right? I'm just saying ideas and opinions change. Right. But truth doesn't. Well, for in I would never recommend to anybody to do the things that I do. Yeah. Right. Which is not go get a physical. Yeah. It's like uh do you take the uh the annual flu vaccination, not speaking on the, you know, current COVID vaccination, right. but the annual flu vaccination, do you take it? I have never my doctor asked me that. I said I've never had a flu vaccine. You never had a flu vaccine. No. You know what? I mean so Maybe and, I'm and wrong. I, I I never get the flu vaccine. Okay. All right. The annual flu vaccine. Never have or no, I never will again. I have twice. Okay. Not two years in a row, but one year I didn't do it for two years and then I did it again. Right. I was talked into it by, you know, some medical people that I knew. Right. And uh those two years, I was so sick I was afraid I was gonna live. 
I mean, I had never been so sick. You wanted to do it. Oh, God. It was, I mean, absolutely. The other years, I may have gotten sick a couple days, got over it, it, whatever. Was it a cold? Was it the flu? I don't know, but I was fine. But the two years I got the vaccine, and oh, you know, and after the first time that happened, I was like, screw that. I'm done. I'm good. That, That was horrible. And they finally convinced me, no, you just... Probably the flu was a variant of, you know, because yeah. it's always a guess as to what they vaccinate for and what flu actually becomes prominent. Yeah. So uh, maybe it was just off, you know, maybe. They always have reasons. Don't, 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 you know, shirk the flu vaccine in order to, you know, because of that one experience. So finally I said, all right, you know what? I'm going to give it another shot. Maybe it was a one-off, bad year, whatever. And boom, same exact thing dude i, I mean i don't maybe this is you know just dumbass science but i've heard that the that what they do to to prevent you from getting a bad case of the flu is give you a little bit of the flu right. so that's you build do. up an, antibodies yeah that's exactly well that's i don't want any it. flu right i, I well, wash my hands i keep well, you know but the thinking clean. has always been you're going to be exposed right yeah. i mean it's it's predominant enough it it yeah. follows the you know chain there to the point that you're going to be exposed and this provides a an amount of resilience that well, will prevent but yeah again I, I mean, I, and I don't tell other people I don't when people say yeah I got my flu vaccine I say great I never tell them right. oh, no why would you do that that's stupid right. but I mean yeah. I want to push your agenda but else. it's not going to uh, I, I will not be participating in the annual flu vaccine ever again well I think the world would be a better place if we all washed our hands a little bit more oh, I, I think that you have uh, seen that reality that fantasy of yours become reality in the last year. <laughs> right. So congratulations, Sean. I love it. I love it. Yeah. If, if nothing good came of COVID, at least more people are washing their hands, especially after you go to the restroom. Who, what kind of Neanderthal doesn't wash their hands after touching their own genitals? Morons. <laughs> if you're one of those guys, quit listening to our podcast. Or, or, or start or, washing yeah, your hands. Right. Well, they don't just stop listening to our podcast. Just... You know, if you listen to us, whether it's for entertainment value or actual uh, forbid it. information that is bettering your life, take this information. No, I forbid you to listen. Wash up. Any longer. I'll well, be what monitoring. I, what if they stop washing? Well, you have to wait a year and come back. <laughs> <laughs> you're, what, isn't that a Jewish thing? You're, you're like, uh, oh, what's that? Not Is it shunned? I don't know. Uh, You're extricated, ex, ex, excommunicated. That's more Catholic, right? Uh, to be like excommunicated that. from the church. Yeah, expatriated. All uh, right. So, uh, what else you got? Well, we uh, we need some car topics. <laughs> well, I got I got a, a sales trainer who is saying uh, that. More salespeople should use what he calls the secret Howard Stern clothes. Ooh, I'm intrigued. So uh, he says the Howard Stern clothes is at the end of every interview he does, and he qualifies Howard Stern as a very good interviewer. Okay. Um, which I, I don't necessarily disagree with. I think Howard Stern's been very successful. I don't um, think I've ever listened to a single episode. Really? Yeah. We've talked about the Howard Stern principle, though, right? I don't believe so. 
So they actually did research to see, you know, oh, about yeah. how his listeners, right? That both that like people who hate him listen longer. Listen longer, yeah. right? And and both people who like him and hate him listen for the same reason to hear what he's going to say next. They want to hear what he's going to say next, right? Okay, yeah. But at the end of every interview, he says, uh, "Howard Stern, this is you, you know." Uh, before you get there, okay. You know what I I did some research and Google Analytics and things like that. You know the reason people listen to this podcast because they hate you. No, they, <laughs> they can't turn it off. Like literally, they don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> literally, they try, and it's like, no, turn that off. No, pout, no, and it doesn't work. And, 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 just, and then our listens just grow and grow because people they, they don't know how. Yeah. So it's mostly our demographic is a lot of eighty year olds, <laughs> a lot of people with very low technical all, skills. All the feedback we get. Why did you listen? Because I can't turn it. I off. don't want to turn it off. <laughs> I don't even know how the damn thing came on. <laughs> My daughter came over. She said, "Listen to this guy. He looks like Brad Pitt." <laughs> matched, matched with uh, what's his name? Um, Fabio. The other, no, he's a short star. Yeah, he's a short uh, uh, Um, Matt Damon. You know. Do you, know the, do you know the name? George Clooney. Do you know? Is it George Clooney? Sure. I don't really think I look like George I Clooney. I almost had it. I'm more Brad Pitt uh, than George Clooney. God, it's right on the tip of my tongue. That Arnold really Schwarzenegger. frustrates me. Uh, I keep wanting to say Justin, but that's not it. Justin Timberlake. Uh, that's, uh, that's close. Jordan. What I'm the, not that what, tall. What's his name? Jordan Belfort. I have his money, but I don't look <laughs> like him. You know the fat kid, <laughs> Cartman. Uh, Eric Cartman. Anyway, enough enough foolishness. So, do you want to hear the secret Howard Stern close? Yes, please. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, he says at the end of every interview, um, we've covered it all. We've talked about everything. Okay. We've covered it all and we've talked about everything. Let that soak in for a minute. That's how he concludes every interview that he does. I didn't know that. And his premise is, what a great close to kind of, and what is closing, it's coming to the end. I love right? it. Right? Is to say, so we've covered it all and we've talked about everything. Eh, you know, I loved it at first. Now I kind of like it. <laughs> I, well, I, because I, I think it puts an end cap where the customer may not feel like there's an end right, cap. Right. And, you're, and they may be feeling, oh, then I can't ask any more questions. Right. Oh, so we're done here. Yeah. Right. I don't ever want to say, okay, we're done, sign here. Right. I want to be like, all right, congratulations. Hey, man, you're making a great choice. Here yeah. you go. But leave the opportunity for the person yeah. rather oh, than say oh, no to else. say, yeah, yeah, fine. It's great to have something else. What? Please, I want you to be 100% yeah. certain. So what did you me. like about it when you first heard it? Uh, kind of subconsciously saying, okay, you have... Considered all the options, yeah. and it's time to make a decision. Yeah, I, I I like the idea of saying, "Hey, great job doing your research. Yeah. You've negotiated hey, hard. I think we've covered it all." Yeah, all right. I like that. I have to get this. Sorry. All right. Hey. Well, we're right in the middle. So I don't even. 
Ray, I'm sorry I had to take that call. It was very urgent. That was my sister. We had a family emergency where I needed to go to dinner with them tonight. <laughs> but I'll oh, oh, it reminds me of the the uh, Bill Butlicker from The Office yeah. when they did the role play. Yeah, speak louder. And he said, I had a, a, a that was a family emergency and Dwight, uh, Jim He's, playing Bill Butlicker. And Dwight says, oh, really, what's wrong? Yeah. And he says, you know, that's personal. Well, that's personal. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to ask you, so, oh, really? You had a family emergency. What's wrong? <laughs> Speak up. Speak up, Dwight. He can't hear you. Right. Well, Dwight, stop yelling. <laughs> Butlicker, our prices have never been lower. <laughs> what about that clothes? <laughs> yeah, the Howard Stern clothes. I, so, yeah, I like the idea of it. I think it could be done in such a way that... Uh, I, I certainly see its value in yeah. concluding an interview, right? But in, yeah. in a close, in a sales situation, it has a bit too much finality to it. I agree 100%. I think you could achieve, which, uh, you know, generally the things posted by this person who is supposedly a sales trainer I disagree with most of what he says. <laughs> really? um, so I'm not surprised. Once again, I find flaws in his his yeah. logic. Um, but uh, but certainly see why he he chose to uh, post it. Uh, I, I think it's interesting that you know we have such varied ideas and each so certain that ours are correct, which I think is a great metaphor for Can life in 2020. As trainers, yeah. you and I agree 100% on the the idea of that, but not the effectiveness of it or not the, right. the way it's delivered. And here he is, a sales trainer, assuming assumingly has clients right. that he is training, and, and we are in opposition. We, we think that if I was in that store, I would say, don't do that. Right. And if he was in that store, he'd say, oh, this, this is, is what you great, need to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's crazy that in this industry, I mean, in in life, we have such varying opinions of the correct uh, course well, no, of action. I think we have those who are instructing and informing on the correct things to do and those who are posers <laughs> who really have no idea what they're talking about and are just putting out things that are catchy, well, but they're not effective. I, I agree. You have the people who have been there, done it, know it. Right. And people who are faking it. Right. Well, you worked with a company recently who they had great uh, practical knowledge. However, they didn't have any. It was a, a company that yeah. that works within the car industry, but they're not dealership. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And but you were able to bring to the table. But here's how it really works in a dealership. <laughs> right. I know that all sounds good on paper, right. but let me tell you where the roadblocks are going to be because but, I've worked in hundreds of them. And the funniest thing. Is things like uh, I would see them going over with a client. Um, you know, here is this area of this software to use, and you'll find this really valuable. Uh, and this other area, I'll show it to you, but we're not going to dive in there because you'll never use it. 
And we get off the call, and I'm like, just, uh, you know, between you and I, that's exactly flip-flop. Right. Yeah. Like, you're going to really uh, use this. And like, that thing that they say you're going to use all the time, yeah, maybe yeah, once in the twice. Something like a tax report they said that you'll always want to be in. And then a recap. You'll, I mean, you'll print a recap, but you won't hardly look at it. How many times does a salesperson, a sales manager, a dealer, a finance manager... It's all about looking at the recap right. before I finalize the deal yeah. to make sure. Make I sure, yeah. Did I is everything in there? Yeah. Did I miss anything? I'm not Absolutely. presenting anything to the customer until I look at a recap yeah. and go, "All right, is this what I want to send into my accounting office?" And and the, yeah, the person was like, "Here's the recap, but I'm I'm sure you'll just print it and right. look at it. This isn't a value to you." Yeah. But I think yeah, your point being that. Uh, it's, it's, it's the a, practical knowledge. Well, they say success comes from failure. Okay. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> they say success <laughs> comes from experience. Right. You only achieve success when you have the required experience. And the experience comes from failure. The experience comes from failure. Right. Yeah, you have to. It's like you've told me one time. I didn't even know this quote. I think it was Edison. Edison. Edison or Einstein. I forget. I think it was Edison. It was Edison. I think I know where you're going. He said... Think about the quote, and then you'll know who it was. Yeah, he said, I I haven't figured out the solution yet, but I've found 917 ways that it won't work. Right. It was Edison and the light bulb. Well, what happened? And they said he, he, you know, I don't remember the number of times, but it was hundreds of times that he tried to invent the light bulb and failed. And they said, you know, I mean, how do you feel about having, you know, you've tried to invent the, you know, this one product for, for, you know, and hundreds of times you failed at doing it. He says, I haven't failed at doing it. I've just, I now know hundreds of ways not to do it. Yeah. So this was pre-invention. He hadn't figured it out yet. Pre-invention. He said, oh, I I haven't failed at doing it. I'm going to do it. Right. We're going to do it. It's just, yeah, I now know all these hundreds of ways not to do it. Yeah. This won't work and that won't work and this won't work. Right. But it's still possible. Yeah. Well, I think, look at Edison in that time, in that mind frame of not having yet invented a light bulb. And I don't know that. It may have been post-invention, and they said, you know, was, well, that, a, wa- was that wasted time? But let's a, let's anyway, imagine yeah, for okay, the let's that pretend. it was before. Yeah. And, and obviously, that- he would not have gotten to the invention had he not had the mind frame that I believe that you're about to recommend. So Yeah, please. that's what I'm saying is... Is believe in the what people tell you are impossible, right? Right. Believe in the things that you believe in. Yeah. And keep going for that goal. Right. Even if you and don't get frustrated, if you don't, if if you try and it and it fails, say okay. Now I know one more way that that's not going to work. Don't say oh this will never work. Right. You got right. a one out of ten chance of. of accomplishing something the the more failures you have the closer you are yeah. to getting that one out of ten right keep going all right all right man. i got one more thing for you good before deal. we conclude here yes please from our good friend david ellis i love david yeah, ellis of course you do he's a great guy very knowledgeable and he's he has uh put here in uh linkedin the squeaky wheel gets the dot 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 gets the... uh... And then he puts, when the noise is all about the problem and has nothing to do with solutions, the squeaky wheel gets replaced. Yeah, it gets the boot. Right. That's what I was looking for. 
not only uh, we not only impact our own productivity, but also those who stop working to listen or respond to the squeaky wheel. Be part of the solution today. Yeah, that's funny you referenced that. I read that a couple of days ago. Oh, okay. From David Ellis. Yeah, yeah I saw. And I don't think I was on LinkedIn. It was a week ago that he posted it on LinkedIn. Maybe yeah. he posted it in other places as well. Yeah, yeah. I saw it in another place. Okay. But that's funny. It, it kind of jumped out to me, too. I'm like, yeah. Dave's onto something here. I man. like that. Yeah. Right? You know, but we always hear the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And I'll tell you, in the world of sales and car salesmen, if, if the top guy, the producer, right. is complaining about something, it's going to be addressed. Right. But on the flip side, quit being the guy complaining about something. Yeah. Right? Well, and, and I think it's not the element of the complaint as much as it's the be somebody who brings solutions. Right? And I've uh, in the multitude of industries that I've done consulting for, predominantly, you know, most of my career has been in the car business, but certainly within other industries, it's a matter of required of management to encourage the people that they're managing, don't bring me problems, bring me solutions. Not that I don't want to hear the problems, right. but I don't want to just hear the problems. If right. you've experienced or realized or seen a problem, okay, so how do we fix it? Yeah, have you thought about it at all? Right. And what would be a better way? Right. Or are you just saying, hey, uh, I don't know, right. sodas cost $2. I don't like that. Yeah, fix it. yeah. This, is, this is just not going to work. Okay, so what will work? I, I don't know. Just this isn't it. working. Uh, yeah, you're, you're of no benefit <laughs> to it. Yeah, put some thought into it. And, and by the way, I will add to my little example of the top guy's complaints gets heard. Right. There's only one top guy right. or girl. So if you're not the top, yeah. if you are the top, fine, complain. Yeah. But you probably won't be the top for long unless you're And you didn't get solutions. to be the top person, right. the absolute ultimate by decision maker. By just being maker. a complainer. Right, by just being a complainer. No, you're a problem solver. So, right. And so maybe it's even kind of more, redundant. Maybe it's not, you know, subordinate manager, but it's middle management to upper management or upper management to the top. You never want to be just the person bringing the problem. We got a problem. Amen. I totally agree. It, it put some thought into it. Yeah. So uh, kudos to David Ellis. Amen. Smart, uh, smart guy and, and wise words of wisdom. Yeah. And a good guy. Lives in Gainesville, Florida. You know what else is in Gainesville, Florida? Uh, I know he has a Harley. Is there a Harley dealership down there? There is, yeah. <laughs> I have a, I have an actual long sleeve t-shirt from the Gainesville Harley dealership. Are you kidding me? Oh, no. Small One of my favorite t-shirts. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's also the home to the University of Florida Fighting Gators. Go Gators. Yeah, man. Love Dave. Great guy. Uh, love to hear the story of your... Uh, Gainesville Harley Davidson attire. That's Absolutely, a, that's a bonus. Yeah, I noticed today you have on your uh, Mick Jagger T-shirt. No, I don't. I want a white button-down shirt and that Rolling Stones hat. You know, I'm, I'm actually a little more formal than I've been in a while. But please go ahead with your fantasy. No, I, don't, I don't know. I, it looks like a nice dress shirt from the front, but then it, on the back it's got that big Guns and Roses and. <laughs> Uh, I do want to thank everyone for listening to another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. We certainly appreciate it. We do appreciate it, and we hope you'll listen again.
like to learn more about John and Ray, visit our website, SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com, where you can also listen to additional episodes or read articles we've written. Or email us directly, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. We'd love to hear show ideas, comments, feedback. What about dealers and sales managers, Ray? If you're a dealer or manager who would like more information on our sales training, BDC training, new hire training, or process evaluation and improvement, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. And don't forget about the total dealership assessment, Ray. That's where we come in, evaluate the sales process, look at the lead flow. I mean, if you've got leads that you're not handling properly, we can help. And we can help both on the variable and fixed operation sides of the dealership. Right. And these are immediate action items that you can put in place tomorrow to sell more cars or write more ROs. Right. Simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. That's info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com.